We're gonna write a book about everything. So many things that we can explore. Documented in a series of podcasts. I'm not sure what we're doing this for. Flat 29's big book of everything. Burn all the textbooks because they're obsolete. It's our attempt to rewrite mystery by making podcasts every week. Ho, ho, ho! My name's Dan Claus. I'm Charlie the Snowman. And I'm Rudolph the Red-Nosed Rich. And we are collectively known as Flat 29. Each week we add a new chapter to our big book of everything, gradually building up a very festive guide to everything in and around our universe. This week is Chapter 6, Christmas! Hello, welcome to the Flat 29 Christmas special. Before we get started, we should mention that this is a bit of a longer podcast at around about 50 minutes, which is ages. But, you know, it's over Christmas. You haven't got to go to work. Maybe you've got a bit more time to sit around and listen to podcasts and eat mince pies, that kind of shit. So, bit of a longer one. But hopefully you'll enjoy it. That's all. Here's the podcast. Christmas is is very nearly upon us. Hopefully you're either listening to this before Christmas or maybe just after, but still in that kind of festive sort of season. Now, have you guys got any ideas what you're looking forward to for Christmas? What do you want? What presents have you requested for Christmas? No, I, I mainly I kind of went for small things this year in the hope that I'll actually get the things I've asked for. Ah, so, realistic uh, presents. Uh, yes. So, what have you gone for for your realistic presents? Um, BMX. I, <laughs> oh, I'd love a BMX. Damn it, I didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> No, what, what do you think? What do I put on my list? Oh, some gloves, actually. That's that's my big thing this year, gloves. <laughs> that's your big I told thing. you, it's a realistic, realistic presence this year. I love year. this um, list. My, uh, my, my walk to work... Is You're going to have a bloody amazing Christmas. It's true, I'm going to get exactly what I wanted. It's going to be gloves. <laughs> the thing is, though, I mean, I'm not sure what type of gloves they're going to be, and if you get wool ones, they're not really good for throwing snowballs. I'm going to guess at leather, fingerless and studded. Uh, I really <laughs> nice. hope not because I want them to keep my hands warm. Um, Those will keep your hands sexy. Not do street fights, go biking or, um, yeah, look good in a gay club. I'm not sure. <laughs> I've asked for something practical this year, although it's slightly high tech. I've asked What's for that? an electric razor. Ooh, you're a man now, Rich. I you know. need an electric razor. But the thing is, I do a wet shave... And um, it's too close. Makes you look like a baby. Makes me look like a young baby, and I want to look like (laughs) a young baby. Stylish. A bestubbled man. Supermodel. It is always funny when you've got stubble for about two weeks or something, and then suddenly you come out and you've got a baby face. It just freaks me out. I know. It freaks me out when I look in the mirror. And I think, who is that man? I don't even know you. And I've realised what it is, is because. My chin and neck lose definition, so it looks like I don't have a chin or a neck anymore. (laughs) Your beard's all that's keeping them in. You just become a shapeless mass. I do. (laughs) I'm just like... A sort of amorphous blob. My face just turns into an amoeba. So, yeah, I know what you mean, though, Charlie. I, 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 but I'm not quite at the stage where I can ask for sort of functional things at present. So I still find that a bit boring. So I make a list of, like, you know, a few CDs and DVDs, maybe, that sort of thing. But what I always secretly love to get is the kind of, like, novelty stocking filler type shit that you get and you'll be mess around, you'll sort of mess around with it for a day and then you'll never use it ever again. So, like, yeah. one year, my brother got this... Um, 
this like fake arm and you put it up your sleeve and then someone goes to shake your hand and the arm comes out brilliant it was the best brilliant. christmas ever <laughs> we, we, we spent a lot of time like putting it just behind doors and going help i'm stuck behind the door and then putting it coming out the lid of a bin help i'm trapped in the bin all that sort of thing it was amazing <laughs> i don't like this novelty stuff though and, why and my girlfriend hates it because she loves buying me that sort of stuff and she hates yeah. the fact that i go oh what am i gonna do with that <laughs> it's not the point what you're gonna do that you're gonna have fun with it for an hour and then put it in the bin but that's fine yeah i know but i i i sort of like annoy her and i just don't open it at all <laughs> Depends <laughs> how lightly open the corner and go oh god what am i gonna do with that and then put it on the pile <laughs> but to me like the kind of overconsumption of novelty shitty presents that kind of thing that no one could ever need is both the meaning of christmas and also the reason why humanity is surely doomed It's time for another flat 29 hit A comedy song and then we'll talk for a bit Damn girl, you're looking flat 20 fine But when we're in the club, we're dropping flat 20 rhymes When we're open up our stockings, dropping flat 20 rhymes Eating Brussels sprouts, dropping flat 20 rhymes The Queen's speech is full of flat 20 rhymes So everybody have a Merry Christmas time so, for this podcast, we normally do a section called Flat 20 Rhymes, where each week we do a song about the subject. Uh, this week, as it's our Christmas spectacular, we have done three full Christmas songs for your Christmas pleasure. Uh, now, it should be mentioned that we at Flat 29 have a long history of making Christmas songs. We're very keen to add to our repertoire, and eventually, maybe in a few years' time, we're going to have a collection of Christmas standards to release on a CD. <laughs> so, we're going to start off then with my song it's called Santa Saves Christmas and it's kind of a modern reworking of the carol God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen so we're going to play that now and then I need to explain a little bit about it afterwards but let's just uh, play it now to a kind of baffling silence here we go all the best songs need an explanation God rest ye merry gentlemen let nothing you dismay and listen to our story long ago December 24th in the dead of night And I still haven't put up the Christmas lights Decorations like these will never impress I just went out and got them from Tesco Express I'm feeling depressed, it's best to let go To hopes that any minute it'll start to snow And so, I'll give this up altogether This is the worst Christmas ever Oh, what in Christmas name was that? Ho 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 ho, no Hello, is someone up there? Oh, hi. I'm sorry. I think I just may have lost control of my big red sleigh. The TV aerial got in my way. That's okay. There's never anything on anyway. Still, there must be some penance. You'll miss the last Doctor Who starring David Tennant. Let me help you with your Christmas endeavours. You'll have the best Christmas ever. Ho ho ho, no problem at all. And what better way to finish the day than with my Christmas dance? Let's go now, step to the left and clap your hands twice. Whether you've been naughty or whether you've been nice, just turn around and step to three. Everybody decorate the Christmas tree. Now step to the back 
and clap your hands twice Don't care if you're naughty or if you have been nice Just turn around and step with me Everybody decorate the Christmas tree Now step to the right and clap your hands twice Whether you've been naughty or whether you've been nice Just turn around and step to three Everybody decorate the Christmas tree Now step to the front and clap your hands twice Don't care if you're naughty or if you have been nice Just turn around and step with me Now everybody decorate the Christmas tree oh, 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 oh. Merry Christmas everyone! <laughs> so, so what, I, what I'm trying to do with that is basically it's a vehicle to kind of create a new dance routine. <laughs> that's so, pretty, I think that's up there with Macarena, to be honest. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to get this up there as the Christmas version of Macarena. I'm going to do a step-by-step uh, video of how to do this dance, but I'm going to describe it now. You can kind of get it down just by hearing it, really. So basically, the dance goes, now step to the left and clap your hands twice nice and self-explanatory whether you've been naughty and when it says naughty you shake your finger you wag your finger like a naughty child or whether you've been nice and when it says nice you kind of put your hands together as if you're praying and then it says now turn around and step two three so you just sort of turn around slowly stepping and then it goes everybody decorate the Christmas tree and you mime as if you're putting baubles onto a Christmas tree and then you repeat and it's an amazing dance and like I say I'm going to put a video for it on the website and uh, I want to see everyone doing it this Christmas and forevermore. It's like that two hops this time. Yeah, exactly. This is this is my DJ Casper. I love that. That was amazing. But there's got to be a proper um, big budget music video for that, I think. Starts off with little children singing the God Rest You Merry Gentlemen bit and then it comes yeah. in with you in like a massive white coat. Maybe you come out of like, <laughs> like I don't know, you just something. crash in and you like smack all the children out the way and like, oh! <laughs> you know what I mean and then like the dancey bit would be in your living room that's all sort of um, decorated and it'll be Santa at the front leading the dance yeah. sort of thing with like <laughs> leading a group of kids, little kids doing the dance it. that'd be amazing <laughs> I did um, I did spend a bit of time this afternoon do it, like dancing around doing the dance in my room <laughs> on my own just brilliant <laughs> flat 29 So, a new survey uh, shows that the average family will have the first Christmas argument at 9.58am on average. Okay, now just in case your family gets on really, really well and doesn't even argue at all, or at least until later in the day, then we're going to recreate a kind of typical family Christmas argument for you now. So before I start, I should explain that I do um, a little bit of work for England Hockey and have created some sort of tension type jingles for them in the past when they've done for for like penalties and stuff like that with sort of quivering strings and heartbeat noises. And uh, I was recently asked to do one for some of their Christmas games and found myself in the unusual position of having to uh, convey the emotion of Christmas tension, (laughs) which is an unusual emotion, uh, but convey that through the medium of a jingle. So... To help enhance our Christmas argument, the whole thing is going to be kind of underpinned with some slightly shoddy, and it is quite bad, Christmas tension music. <laughs> okay, here we go. Ma'am, can I go outside and play in the snow? Sure, darling. Oh, That's no oh, problem. brilliant. I can't wait to go out with my mates and throw snowballs and that. Oh, hell no. <laughs> you what? stay in here when you don't misbehave. 
<laughs> Charles, go on, it's Christmas Day. Let her go outside. Why can't no. I go out, Dad? It's snowy and you'll be out there with your friends fraternising and causing trouble for the neighbours. I won't have it. <laughs> Not on Christmas Day. Fraternising? She's only three. What kind of fraternising do you think she'll get up to? She should be in here playing with her presents. All the money I've spent, she just tossed <laughs> them aside. More interested in the box they came in. Charlie, you're slipping into this role scarily naturally. I'll be good, Dad, promise. No! You'll be fine, come on. This time of year, everyone's out in the snow. I don't care, we're not everyone. We have Santa to uphold in this household and she will stay indoors where I can keep an eye and teach her proper values. Charles, you're being very unreasonable. I hate you, Dad. <laughs> come on, we can talk about this. No, it's Christmas and people will do what I say on Christmas in my house. Ah, I'm getting to my room. You I don't know why I married you, you horrible Charles. Man. You ruined Christmas again. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> cool, that'll do, I reckon. Hang on a minute. Stop that Christmas tension. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> when I just said I hate you, Dad, I didn't mean it, I was acting. <laughs> so so if you didn't hear that rich just shouted down to his actual dad sitting downstairs to explain why he shouted out i hate you dad <laughs> warning any children listening to this podcast should skip the following three minutes do you guys remember when you got that first nagging feeling that Father Christmas might not be real? I do, and it's all started with rumours circulating around the playground, <laughs> as most terrible things do. Exactly. Mine wasn't playground-led, mine was just in the home. What, rumours circulating around your house? <laughs> your Furry. parents started going, Rich, word on the grapevine, Santa isn't even real. I'd get out now, I've got the chance. No, my um, uncle, he didn't have a chimney. Right. So I used to go, how does Santa give uncle his presents? <laughs> this is the explanation, <laughs> and I can't believe okay. it. This could only work on a child. He shuts his eyes and goes downstairs <laughs> and lets him in the front <laughs> what, so your uncle goes into a kind of Christmas trance <laughs> and opens the door to a stranger exactly. and you were like, okay, that adds up, yeah, yeah. fine. Let's get on with it. That's See, brilliant. I can't remember the exact time when I found out that he wasn't real, but I do remember that as soon as I found out for definite, confronted my mum with the evidence and she caved, uh, I immediately uh, went to go and tell my two and a half years younger brother, <laughs> just to spoil it for him as well. Tristan, guess what? Santa isn't even real. Oh, unlucky. See you later. It was a bit like that. Podcast. We're seems quite self-involved in Christmas here, but there are all these people in, you know, non-Christian slash non-American countries, you know, who don't Good have point. Jesus or Father Christmas to worship in mass commercialism. Really. True. He's but the Jesus of capitalism. He, he is the Jesus of capitalism. And it's, you know, <laughs> just think, well, we get all these days off for Christmas, you know, and yeah. what, what people in, you know, sort of a Buddhist or a Muslim country, you know, what excuse do they have to get time off work? You know, can, can we think of other alternative figureheads for this time of year that perhaps we could use to help them, you know, not have to do so much work? Okay, well, for the Scientologists, I would suggest Tom Cruise Day. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, just a celebration of everything Tom Cruise. You give each other Tom Cruise-related gifts. A Tom Cruise you know, sneaks down your chimney every night. <laughs> like Mission Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> like Mission string. Impossible. <laughs> 
if you <laughs> hacks into your computer and steals all your files, and if you then stay leaves. really late, you can hear the Mission Impossible 2 theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> I know why you want to hate me. <laughs> <laughs> Just hear that from over the rooftops. <laughs> That's Limp Biscuit, isn't it? It is, yeah. I know why you want to hate me, because hate. <laughs> it's all the world has ever seen lately. <laughs> that would be the most traditional song of the day. <laughs> the That's the carol. And now we turn to page 156. I don't know why you want to hate me. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody... I would love to see a church congregation singing that. <laughs> the Reverend Fred Durst provides. <laughs> the traditional drink on Tom Cruise Day is a cocktail. Yeah, because oh, of the film Cocktail. <laughs> sure. And um, one of the commonly said phrases is Top Gun. Um, <laughs> when you've received a gift or something. <laughs> and, um, and after Tom Cruise lunch, you go outside and all uh, play volleyball in your jeans and no shirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then after, um, after the main meal of the day... Um, everybody has a little nap to take my breath away (laughs) (laughs) we always talk about Scientology why does it keep coming up it's the funniest religion basically we need we need balance what about a religion a lot of people overlook vegetarianism That's not a religion. Why don't we give them a rest one day and let them all eat as much meat as possible? A meat bin. It'd be like, yeah, meat, a meat off. Right, well, me and Charlie are both uh, subscribers to the vegetarian faith, if you're going to call it that. <laughs> so what do you reckon, Charlie? Would we enjoy that, going on a meat binge for one day every year? It would be weird. I don't know if I could do I, it. I'm intrigued. Consequence-free uh, meat eating. Uh, we could even expand that to consequence-free crime or murder good well it's not the same that's thing. too far but i thought <laughs> okay. what you could do is you could have a Always spit take it too far. you could have a spit race in the corner of your home that, Phil, as a vegetarian when you say spit roast the first thing that comes to my mind is the sexual position rather than the actual meat okay put that on one side because i don't know that one <laughs> i'm putting that on one very sexy <laughs> side of my brain um no you could have like a hog race like a pig on a stick do you know what I right. mean? Revolving above a fire. Yeah. That could be in place of the Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got strings of sausages round the room. Sausages like all joined up would make a good streamer, wouldn't it? Sure. And everyone would give each other presents of like a big lump of meat wrapped in ham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything would be meat orientated. And yeah. uh, you drink lard. No, you drink blood. Pigs, like you drink blood, <laughs> then you, you you'd all you'd all sit down and watch meet the parents. God rest oh. you, vegetarian. It's time <laughs> to have some meat. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now in our series of Flat 79 Christmas songs created especially for this podcast, we have Charlie's Christmas song, which we're going to play for you right now. Here it is. A snowflake falls from the clouds to land on Rudolph's snow. We're down in the garden, frosty the snowman dances around on his twinkle toes. Inside the fire is burning bright as we hang up stockings to the night. We're carolers calling, we join them in 
the little red robin goes bob, bob, bobbing along. So bring me some piggy pudding, a drum like that little drummer boy, a jingling of bells to a festival that that's like a magical christmas that's amazing. amazing that's really put me in the christmas mood i'm not gonna it lie. really that has the most me. christmasy it was even slightly more christmasy than mine oh. <laughs> if such a thing is possible <laughs> yours was like sacrilegious christmas your one, yeah it is yeah that one was genuinely ah oh, uplifting i've got the christmas tingles oh the kringles <laughs> A traditional part of Christmas time is, of course, the giving and receiving of gifts. Now, we would love to give each other some gifts, but over this medium of podcast, you can't see us, of course. You can just hear us in your brains. And so we're going to give each other some audio gifts. I have a gift for Richard. Ah, oh, thanks, Here you Charlie. are, Richard, if you would care to unwrap it and okay, have a little I'll... listen. It looks like the size of a matchstick box, but it's heavier yeah. than... Um, a microwave. <laughs> wow. Wow, that is... So, I don't know what it is. It's I wonder dense. what it could be. See, now, I, I've put quite a lot of time and thought into Richard's gift, and I've, I've thought back right. to all the things we've covered um, in yeah. the podcast so far. Richard spent a lot of time commuting uh, and sure. you know, often gets stuck in traffic. Plus, when in swimming pools, he does seem to have this thing about colliding with hairy men. So mm, what I've yeah. got him is a ship's horn. Okay. Okay. Let's open that now. Thanks, Charlie. It means a lot. I mean, probably quite alarming if I used it in the swimming pool. I suppose that's the idea. <laughs> it would clear your swimming That is the idea, yeah. Uh, sorry, everyone. That was just my audio present from Charlie. <laughs> Dan, what I've got you is a frozen teardrop of Jesus Christ himself. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, this is the best Christmas Which ever. Which you could either just keep in the freezer and cherish and look at it <laughs> when you're getting out your microwave meal, or you could just yeah. enjoy it in a nice, cool, refreshing pint of beer. What, just drop it in a beer? Yeah, just go, ah, oh, this one's on Jesus. <laughs> uh, well, that is so thoughtful of you, Rich. My present for you, Charlie, is the sort of present which everyone asks for sort of in a kind of either in jest or in wishful hope. But I've actually birdie got it for you. My (laughs) present for you, Charlie, is world peace. There we go, world peace. That's good, that's good, that's very thoughtful of you, thank you. Happy with that? Everyone asks for it, no one gets it. You have, Charlie, how do you feel? I feel very privileged, I mean, wow. What are you going to do with it? Keep it in the cupboard for a little while, get it out when, you know, things seem necessary? Um, To be honest, Obama has just got his, you know, Nobel Peace Prize, so... So everything's sorted, the world's fine Yeah, I'm not sure we need it, I'll just keep it as a backup in case, you know, that was a bit preemptive. 
Um, Good so, idea. Uh, Backup plan. You know. Challenge Charlie. Let's take away his dignity and pride. Challenge Charlie. We'll make him do whatever we decide. Challenge Charlie. Give him a pointless task. He can't say no. Challenge Charlie. He'll do it or he won't be on the next show. Challenge Charlie, then, is the section when each week we give Charlie a challenge for him to do. By the end of the show, we talk about how that challenge went. I mean, it's fairly self-explanatory by the name. Charlie, challenge, challenge Charlie. So, before we launch into this week's challenge, let's talk about our ongoing challenge set up in Chapter 3, Transport, where me and Charlie are having a race around the world. Well, the person who gets the furthest from their house uh, by the end of this year wins. So, how are we doing? Last time we spoke, I think Charlie had been to London, and I'd also been to London. So, not particularly adventurous, but I can report that in the week, I went to the glorious city of Birmingham. Hooray! That puts me on a total distance of 57.22 miles. Charlie is still slipping behind on 44.13 miles. So, Charlie, we've only got about two weeks left of this competition and we're going to report on the final of this in our New Year's Eve podcast. So this week's challenge then. Um, I gave Charlie a call yesterday to issue him his challenge. Hello? Hi there. Can I speak to Charlie Challenge, please? This is Charlie Challenge. You're good to go. (laughs) (laughs) There he is. This week's challenge then. So we're going to record our podcast tomorrow this week's challenge is an art challenge. So it's about Christmas. The topic is Christmas. And your challenge, Charlie, is to make us a kind of Flat 29 nativity scene. Out of anything in particular or just draw it? Out of anything in particular would be good. <laughs> <laughs> I see. So I'm thinking maybe you could get some plasticine or some Play-Doh or maybe some cardboard cutouts, that kind of thing. But I want it to have 3D dimensions. You know what I mean? So maybe you can sort of contain it in a shoebox. I see. So that's it. I also uh, explained to Charlie that he could interpret the Flat 29 nativity scene however he liked. Now, we've got some pictures here in front of us of Charlie's nativity scene. Those are going to go up on the website. But also, Charlie, why don't you talk us through what you've done with your Flat 29 nativity scene? Well, in the picture here where perhaps you would have the uh, more traditional Jesus in a manger, I thought, you know, what is really central to what we do? And I thought, uh, music. So what we have here is a grand piano. And round that is gathered something to represent the three of us. So we have uh, two Tomta, or kind of elf things, and uh, <laughs> Father Christmas to represent the three so of who's us. who's who? I, I hadn't got that far, to be honest. Um, <laughs> they were just... I would like to put myself as Father Christmas. <laughs> Fine. Because I'm... he's the best. <laughs> I'm, I'm, is that all right? I'm happy to be a Tomta. Uh, <laughs> in the background there, I have a, uh, a clock, which is to represent the passing of time and how long we've been friends. Um, Aww, then, that's lovely that's so nice then I have a, a, a train to symbolise the fact that we all live far apart and often have to use public transport and uh, healthy means of living Charlie this is heartwarming yeah, and then uh, I also have a beer and uh, two apples to uh, show that you know we like to party but just not too hard and you know still kind of keep it sensible uh, it's an organic <laughs> we ale we like to party and eat well um, yeah then there's some tinsel just to keep it festive and of course the obligatory Christmas lights because they never left our flat Sure, they symbolise our love for Christmas, I suppose, as well. I love it. It's all in a cosy cardboard box. It looks brilliant. I tell you what, it looks very welcoming and warm. It's one of those things, a little troll that's supposed to represent us. 
Yeah, that's you. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> Drown the short straw. Well, that is just lovely, Charlie. That is a very beautiful, festive scene. And well done. You have passed the challenge. Hooray! <laughs> I have to say, this is, this is my personal favourite. This is Flat 29. It's called Flat 29 because it's made by the guys who live in Flat 29 at Liverpool University. Them and their mates. What are they called? Um, Charlie, Charlie Mosserson and Dan Pate from Liverpool. They're the duo. They're the creative team behind this. And this is what they produced. Uh, do you guys like Christmas carols? Like singing Christmas carols? I love a good carol. It's a good money maker. Oh, and uh, it's <laughs> who's festive. made money out of carols? I have. What? Once we were rubbish and we just went out carol singing. Went to the posh houses. Oh, ah. bit loose change as a fiver. Lit people will pay you to leave their abode. To sing shit carols at them. Yeah, they just <laughs> leave their abode. They do. They just want to get rid of you. And I, I'm the same. I'd pay someone to get out of my face. <laughs> Does anyone else think carol singing likes really embarrassing? Not for no. the people doing it, for the people oh. receiving it. <laughs> the, ca- the carol singees what? rather than the carol singers. Yeah, you have to like open the door and then they've already started and then you're just stood there waiting for it to end. <laughs> and it's really, Twiddling your it's thumbs. really weird, isn't it? So with all carols, everyone knows the first part of them. Everyone sings amazingly along to the first bit. Yep, ding dong, merrily and high. I know this bit, it's brilliant and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But then when you get to a couple of verses in, no one knows the words and they all go a little bit weird. Like this uh, example from uh, later on in the popular carol classic uh, Hark the Herald Angels Sing goes It's in time behold him come offspring of a virgin's womb veiled in flesh the godhead see and I don't really know what's going on there but it sounds gross basically It sounds like a nasty lurid depiction of the actual birth of Christ I know but that's not what you really want in a light hearted carol not really though, is that's it? why it's sunk down in the third verse you know have you noticed that the further the um, song goes on the worse the rhyming gets and then they, true, they start it? having to shorten three syllable words into one syllable they do don't they, they? Like, heaven quickly becomes hmm. hen <laughs> it's like you can't do that they're just messing with the language just sloppy lyrics writing do you know what I mean it is they think no one's going to get up to this point we'll just put any old shit in there <laughs> I mean I like one of my favourite lines from a carol is from We Three Kings of Orientar they describe the giving of each gift to Jesus. And when they come to the giving of myrrh, which is, let's face it, the shittest present, <laughs> he says, uh, Myrrh is mine, it's bitter perfume, breathes a life of gathering doom. And that's just not a very good way to give a present. <laughs> no, it's, it's <laughs> you know, not great. It's a present, it breathes a life of gathering gloom. Oh, and thanks. Yeah, then it goes, I'm repackaging that for New Year. And then it goes on to say, sorrowing, sighing, bleeding, dying, sealed in <laughs> yeah, the stone cold tomb. <laughs> it's just a real downer. Who's been getting in touch with us? Let's look at the letters page. So let's have a look at who's been getting in touch with us over the past week or so. So it's been a little bit of a longer sort of stretch between our last podcast and now. Our last podcast was about fear and we've got a letter in from listener Tom who writes... I love the fifth episode, fear. But you missed a trick. Ian Brown nullified fear itself by making countless acronyms out of the scary subject. Every time I have to do something in life that scares me, I just put on this song or your podcast. And it inspires me. 
<laughs> so we at Flat 29 would hate to miss any kind of trick. So as a terrifying Christmas treat, I've done a version of the Ian Brown song, Fear. And basically, if you don't know the song, uh, you can look it up on YouTube or something. But what he does is he takes the word fear and all the lines are kind of acronyms. So he takes uh, the, the letters F-E-A and R and does things about that. Now, his song is kind of about the nature of fear itself, all that kind of thing. My song is about having some lunch. For each a rice cake, for every man a pack of raisins, five English apples are flipping Evanly A rich. The foods I'm eating are so reinvigorating And a fragrant emmental is available to revenant people I'm thirsty anyway, and I'd like rehydrating So find me Evian, and I'll receive it I'll fix up some eggs with avocado ravioli And this festive eggnog allows me to rave all night Flirt with everyone and rave all night <laughs> So the sort of leaps of logic you have to make during that song is that Evanly begins with an E, <laughs> Thirsty begins with an F <laughs> And anyway, sometimes begins with an E. <laughs> but other than that, it works. The thing is, what you've done there is in Ian Brown's one, he dispenses with any words apart from F-E-A-R, and you've got linking words. I it's have true, got There are a few words. sneaky so's and things in there. I know, it's just very hard. <laughs> to make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> exactly, but your one's funnier than Ian Brown's one, definitely. <laughs> but then I don't think that's what he had in mind. No, not really. <laughs> we've had another letter in from uh, Fast becoming a regular contributor listener Claire who writes in also on the topic of our last chapter fear to say my name is Claire and I have a huge fear of ants the name for this phobia is mermakerphobia and it is so bad that the seemingly innocent discussion at the start of chapter 5 almost made me actually cry <laughs> <laughs> that, I feel quite bad about yeah. that is that good when people listen to our podcast and actually cry well it was the fear podcast <laughs> it was a fear podcast and I guess that is the response that we were going for there <laughs> uh, she also adds I am also afraid of clowns and bits the bits phobia <laughs> is far too complex to explain however it did almost get me onto the programme freaky eaters so it can't be all that bad bits i love That's it weird. <laughs> that kind of falls into the realm of your general fear of things growing yeah it's a very vague fear <laughs> i don't really understand bits well i don't like to eat bits either i don't think <laughs> but i don't know you don't know what bits, bits are we need clarification on this I think Claire should um, try and explain it the best she can. <laughs> We'd like to hear a detailed breakdown yeah. of the fear of bits and how that exactly manifests itself. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it must have been quite an emotional journey for Claire, the last podcast as well. As well as being terrified at the start of the podcast, she was also delighted that we increased her street cred by mentioning her education-themed letter last week and exclaimed, Fame at last! <laughs> which, which, is, which is lovely. But to be honest, Claire, I think almost getting onto the pro program Freaky Eaters, which I've never heard of, is probably more famous yeah. than being read out on our podcast. <laughs> but that's very nice, though. It is. I'm going to be thinking about these bits for ages. What is <laughs> no, see, next, what I anticipate is next podcast, Rich is going to come out and go... 
right, well, I've now got a fear of bits. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Maybe this is something I should be afraid of. I think we should ban people saying things they're scared of to Rich because he's just going to take them on as his own. I agree, that, I agree that clowns are scary, though. Um, Ronald McDonald, case in point. He's just really scary and wrong. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> that one bombed. Champs and chumps, chumps and champs. It's time to figure out who is a champ or a chump. Champ! Okay, now it's time for our regular section, Champs and Chumps, where it's time to find out who is a champ and who indeed is a chump. This week, uh, I'm putting some questions or a question towards Charlie and Dan. I'm going to test a bit of their Christmas knowledge. I'm going to give you a 10-second time limit. And what I'm going to do is ask you to name as many of what I ask for in this 10-second time limit. You happy with that, Charlie? Yeah, I guess so. I'm going to ask you first. I'm going to ask Dan if you could just go off and take your headphones off now, Dan, and and go into a dark room. Okay. Um, And what I will do is I'll ask Charlie first. Okay. Say, Charlie. Yes. I'd like you to name as many of Santa's reindeer as you can in 10 seconds, starting from now. Um, Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Donna Blitzen, um, Montel. I don't, I'm getting confused with the ones from South Park. <laughs> ah, you did quite well there. It's time to figure out who is a champ or a chump. Champ! Okay, Dan, you're back. Uh, I'm back. Are you feeling ready? Are you feeling sharp? I think so. I was doing a few lunges while we were waiting, yeah. so hopefully I'm good that to go. That should help you with this task, certainly. It's cool. very physically demanding. Okay. Excellent. Dan, what I'd like you to do in 10 seconds is name as many of Santa's reindeer as you can, starting now. Oh, God. Uh, Rudolph, Donna, Blitzen, Prancer, uh, uh, Dancer, Prancer, uh, uh, Dancer, Donna, Blitzen. Time out. Damn, how many was that? That was five. Okay, guys, you can come back now. See, everyone get back in the room. Okay. Okay. Right, right. I'm here now. I'm pleased to announce that you both got five reindeer, correct? So it's a tiebreaker. Ooh, tiebreak. Five correct. Damn, I really thought I'd beat you, Charlie. We need a champ and we need a champ. So there's only one way to solve this. The crowd won't rest until a champ has been determined. Exactly. And how we're going to settle this is with a, a reindeer anatomy-based question. <laughs> okay. <Obviously. laughs> the answer, the horns, because those are the only distinguishing bit what about What distinguishing feet? No. Okay, you ready? <laughs> okay, <laughs> go on then. Okay, guys. Reindeers have chambered stomachs. So they have, oh. they have uh, multiple chambers in their stomach. Wicked. But how many chambers do they have in their stomach? Are you going to take the closest answer? And I'm going to take the, the closest answer. Charlie, okay. Charlie, first with you. How many chambers are there in a reindeer's stomach? Ooh, um... See, I kind of want to say that, like, cows have six, don't they, or something? So, I don't think... It's not as big as a cow. So, I'm going to go four. It's not a bad guess. Now, not a bad guess. I'm, 
I'm tempted to go with the answer that the Wu-Tang would give, which would be 36 chambers. <laughs> <laughs> but, Always uh, a logical answer. <laughs> but in this case, I'm not sure the Wu-Tang would be the quite the right people to They're go with. They're so. not a known authority on reindeer, are they? Not really. They don't actually have a song about <laughs> reindeer anatomy yet. So I'm going to go with... I regret this, but I'm going to go five. Oh, it's not a bad guess, Dan, but this week's champ is Charlie. Woo! You got it right. It's four stomachs. It's exactly four. exactly four stomachs. Well, one stomach with four chambers. If I'd have gone first, I would have guessed four. Can we do it again? (laughs) For the purposes of this, you've lost, Dan, and you're a champ. Charlie's never going to lose. Let's cancel the quiz. I hate it. (laughs) Let's get rid of this quiz. So, do you guys know about the Lapland theme parks? Isn't there one near Kent? Or there was one that closed yeah. down in Kent because it was rubbish. Absolutely. So, it seems these are kind of all the rage at the moment. Last year, there was a lot of press surrounding. Basically, this was my favourite Christmas news story of all time. And it was about, yeah, the Lapland New Forest, mm. which visitors dubbed the park a glorified car boot sale. They said the ice rink was broken, log cabins resembled B&Q sheds, and huskies were found chained to the ground and, quote, going back. <laughs> it's an amazing image and a journalist I mean everyone already knows this story I don't know, but it's just amazing a journalist from the sun visiting the park had an angry elf yell at him Santa's gone home Santa's fucking dead <laughs> <laughs> this sounds great I want to go but still despite these things uh, they're still quite popular these, these parks mm-hmm. and there's one called Lapland UK which is currently looking to employ some elves to greet children children and give the park a kind of fun christmas atmosphere so i want to see whether we have got what it takes to become elves in lapland uk i bet it's gonna right, ask go like gcses and stuff isn't it <laughs> so you need a gcse in elfology how are we doing <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> no i think no gcses are required I've watched lord of the rings Curly that, shoes. that is good <laughs> that was a good start but these are a different kind of elf unfortunately Damn. so first off you have to have uh, an elf name so, examples they give are Tony, Rupee, and the naughty elves, Hokum and Bunkum. <laughs> <laughs> Hokum and Bunkum. What, what would your elf name be? I think I'm going to go with Bunk Off, because I try and avoid all the, like, the frontline activities and, you know... You're a naughty slacker elf, yeah. I like it. So so when greeting the kids and the big people, as you have to call them, they're the adults, you can't have any knowledge of the outside world. So you have to spend a lot of time doing things like referring to dad's camera as a magic box and that kind of thing. <laughs> now I want to hear your interview piece for the position of bunk off the elf. <laughs> so I want your best elfing. Now here are a couple parents and a kid entering the park what are you going to say to them well hello kiddies welcome (laughs) to santa's world (laughs) wow look mummy it's an elf and how are you today come dance with me down the tunnel of light on our way to santa's grotto hooray (laughs) i say there what's that box you have there playing music from within (laughs) <laughs> it's my it's my walkman be there a tiny band of people trapped inside with their tiny <laughs> instruments playing 
No, it's just a music CD. Well, I'm afraid things like that aren't allowed in this world. Perhaps I should confiscate it and sell it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I think... (laughs) I think Ricky the Elf might be giving me ten of your outsider world pounds for such a CD. (laughs) Hey, Daddy, he's taking my CD player. (laughs) This has turned into Christmas tension again. (laughs) This has turned into a kind of elf mugging. (laughs) What I love is that Charlie slipped into a character too easily again. <laughs> but they're quite diverse sure. characters. Yeah. He's got a good range, that guy. I'm not sure I'm going to get this job. So for our final Christmas song for the podcast, we have a song by Rich. So for our final song of this week's podcast, Rich Green with Christmas Lights. Christmas lights blind my eyes Driving home on a winter's night Another year has passed me by Where did it go this time? of drink and festive cheer We'll sing a song tonight Merry Christmas one and all I hope you get what Wow, that was amazing. That, that was, was beautifully awesome. sincere. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Well, with my one, I didn't want to go down the silly route. I wanted to actually make a good song that could okay. uh, that would be better than Rage Against the Machines, Xmas Number One. I, right, the festive classic. Exactly. I want to have something yeah. that will go down in the history books as a classic Christmas song. So okay. I was going for something chart-worthy. You know what I want to see in next year's in the 2010 Christmas race is our three songs at numbers one, two, and three. I do. I mean, if we can start a Facebook campaign, there's nothing stopping us. That's a proven trick now. If you make a Facebook campaign, it happens. It'll happen. Seeing that will overtake Facebook. laws. the most prominent facebook campaigns it'll be like if this group gets to one million members then it will be enshrined in british law (laughs) i can see a day when that will happen (laughs) brilliant well i i I welcome it So that was Flat 29's Big Book of Everything for this week about Christmas. And I hope that has put you in the Christmas spirit for this festive season. 
Now, if you want to see any of the associated pictures or videos, so pictures of Charlie's nativity scene, a video of me performing my Santa dance, then you can get on down to our website, flat29.com forward slash podcast and see that all there. So have a great holiday, excellent new year, and we will see you again just before new year for our Highlights podcast. Merry Christmas! Bye. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Bye. 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 Flat 29's big book of everything Another topic down, a million's to go We've covered that in enormous detail There's nothing else you could possibly want to know My dad might come out with a cup of tea. Do you think that's a bad thing? He can be in the podcast. Dad? Dad? Hello? Have yes? You got me tea? <laughs> Have you got me tea? <laughs> yes, son. I'm just seeing if I can get it out of the way. <laughs> tea? Dad? <laughs> come on, Dad, I'm thirsty. He can't hear you. Dad! <laughs> <laughs> Hey, um, I think, Dan, you should put the cup of tea bit in at the start and the end of the podcast. (laughs) Dad, Dad, and then the bit at the end. Thanks, Dad.